Hello, everyone. My name is Thomas of Enterprise Management 360. This episode is titled, How is Data Transforming Business? An Augmented Intelligence Podcast with Cosmotech. While it might have its limitations, augmented intelligence is the arbinger of change in this world. Businesses, governments, and services can no longer think of highly complex networks and systems in terms of silos. Augmented intelligence is the call for a reevaluation of data models we desperately need, running scenarios, perfecting asset management, and unlocking the potentials of parameter exploration, optimization, and scaling horizontally and vertically. Talking to us about augmented intelligence and Cosmotech's role in it, we'll be speaking to Michelle Morvan and Robert Plana today. Michelle is the executive chairman and co-founder at Cosmotech, and Robert is the chief technology officer at Assystem. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for welcoming me. And welcome, Robert. Thank you. Good morning. It's a pleasure to have both of you on the program today, and let's hope to bring some good conversation into this. Let's start off with the basics. So what is Cosmotech all about, and how does the company engage with augmented intelligence to help people and to help businesses? Well, Cosmotech is a software vendor, and we are creating software dedicated to help decision makers to make optimal decisions in the most complex environment. And the way, the way we do that is to say, if we want to be able to make decisions, and if the decision makers want to be able to make decisions in a very complex environment, they cannot just look at data from the past to hope that data from the past will help them you know, understand what's going to happen in the future. What we believe, and that's the techno we provide, is that we need to describe the systems they are working with, encapsulate expertise from experts, and put this expertise together, link the expertise, and also link this expertise with the data so that at the end of the day, it's possible to run simulations and do what-if scenarios. So the main thing that what we call augmented intelligence is that we cannot just rely on data and data from the past and artificial intelligence tool to be able to forecast what may happen if we do this or that, but we also need to encapsulate experts' knowledge and expertise and link all the expertise with this data and together so that we are able to augment the human intelligence and be able to forecast what may happen if I do this or if I pour avoir un site bien conçu et bien référencé, il y a ceux qui galèrent bien. Et puis il y a les autres, ceux qui veulent créer eux-mêmes leur site facilement et ceux qui préfèrent ne rien faire. Pour eux, Yonos s'occupe de tout. Ce qui est sûr, c'est qu'avec Yonos, on peut toujours faire appel à son conseiller personnel, comme s'il était dans le bureau d'à côté. À choisir, vous préférez quoi Un tuto ou un conseiller que vous finirez par tutoyer À bientôt sur Yonos, ionos.fr slash podcast. Bonne écoute Right. It seems very straightforward. It seems like a sort of new step in trying to make the process of reading data very sensible and very intelligent. So let's talk a little bit more about the specifics, such as COSML, the language that enables the coupling of models in particular, as it's subtitled. So take us a little further with how does this work with data in terms of how it functions with individual models? What can we expect of COSML? Well, COSML is the core of the platform we use to develop these models that are going to be then simulated. This model can be models from data or models from experts. But what happens usually when you're facing or a decision maker is facing a very complex problem in the business, there is no a unique expert knowing 
you know, what is happening with the system. Exactly at the same time, there is not only one data set that describes all what happened in the system in the past. You have a lot of usually very complex interactions between, I don't know, maybe sometimes it's equipments and human resources and finance. And for each of it, you have data and you have expertise, but they are very different. So what we need to be able to do to provide a software that is going to help forecast the impact of a decision and then make the best possible decision, you need to model each of it both data and expertise, put that in model. But what happens is that it's very different from one system uh, if you compare to another one, for example, it's very different to model, uh, I don't know, uh, the physical part of the electric transmission system, for example, and to describe the human resources and the way people are managed and you're going to hire them and they are going to interact with the system. So COSML is the language that allows first to model these different parts and Second, to put them together, to link them so that at the end of the day, you don't have models in silos, but you have models connected one with the other. And that's the magic behind our modeling and simulation platform, that the fact that we are putting things together and we are able to forecast what's going to happen for the entire system we consider, not only, let's say, the physical part or the human resources part or the financial part. It seems like a very intelligent way of fusing everything. And reading from a bit of a Cosmotech's information, it seems like augmented intelligence is proving as the way forward for not just one or two sort of systems, but for almost every walk of life. You know, you've got utility, transportation, financial systems, smart cities, uh, medical research. So how will businesses be able to engage with how the world will eventually change through augmented intelligence? And how will businesses be growing parallel to this change we'll be seeing in day-to-day life through augmented intelligence. In the field of energy and infrastructures, what we see today is an increase of the complexity of the project with requirements more and more demanding in terms of cost, in terms of delays, but also in terms of performance. That means the customers that are asking system featuring more and more functionality and that will translate into a system architectures that will be more and more uh, complex. And as Michel was mentioning in the, in the beginning, today we have the opportunity to develop some hybrid approach, mixing some uh, models and some data to deliver new software that will help the customers to deliver the project with a better efficiency. So this is a very important aspect. Yes, I can jump on it very rapidly, but the very key message that is behind what we are talking about and what Robert is describing is that focusing on data cannot be enough if we want to address these extremely complex problems. We need to focus on data, but also on expertise and put all that into models. That's the big step we want to take and we have to make. And that's exactly why the technology we develop at Cosmotech is made for. Yeah. Another point uh, that I would like to point out this morning is if you consider only the data, you have a big issue which is related to false alarms. That means you observe 
behavior that is not representing the reality. And to overcome that, we need to incorporate model, but also to model the expertise of the engineers. And this is what the Cosmotech platform and the COSML language is allowing to perform. Speaking of false alarms and generally being careful in a more general sense, you know, we're talking about coupling data reading and data processing with uh, expertise to keep everyone a lot safer and to make sure that businesses and societies run a lot smoother. But what about security in itself? What about data security? What changes can we expect in keeping our data safe and better suited to ward off insider threats once we have augmented intelligence becoming a prevalent thing in businesses? That's a very good question. For me, the important thing is data security will always be a very big challenge. But what is happening with augmented intelligence is we will also have to take care of model security. Because you can imagine that modifying a model exactly as modifying data can have a very big impact on the decision we make. So in a way, it's adding one level of importance to what was, you know, data security, which is related about information security because models are representing information. On the other side, because it's much more complex in a world where augmented intelligence is playing and is running, in a way, data alone are less useful, meaning it's not as bad if there is a problem with data because data are only a part of the system. So, of course, we have to be very careful and secure with the management of data and models. But on the other hand, because the value comes from the interaction, data alone are probably less you know, an issue than could be data and models. It still will be a very, very big point of attention in the future. Looking again at the future of companies, paint me a picture right now. How will companies evolve and change for the better with things like scalable computing architecture? The way I see it with this, you know, this point on scalable computing architecture, it's the key point of developing augmented intelligence tools. And these augmented intelligence tools are going to help decision makers not to predict the future, but to have some visibility on the future. Of course, what is coming from scalable computing architecture is that simply now it's possible to do it. Now it's possible to run very complex simulations and also to optimize, to make optimization because of this, you know, scalable computing architecture. So the big change that will come from that is that decision makers, and we were talking about transportation, utility, and so on and so forth, but I'm sure in the future, for example, governments, we use these kind of tools to forecast the impact of a new policy or of a new law. And they will use this great computer power plus the technology that allows to put all these systems and models together to forecast the future. And it will be a big, big, big change because rather than running and driving without having lights, but just looking at the rearview mirrors, you know, to see what happened in the past, hoping that it will help them to make the good decisions for the future they will have the possibility to turn the lights on and then to see what, what is ahead the car and hopefully the best decisions based on that. Just to confirm this assessment by Michel, as we will see with a move from a deterministic approach for handling complex systems to a stochastic approach. And with a scalable computing architecture, we will be able 
to define scenario and to find the critical path for a project. And of course, that will be essential in developing resilient system for the future. I was hoping you'd talk about running scenarios because uh, for certain industries where very dangerous things are being handled, you know, I think augmented intelligence seems to be the right way forward to stay as safe as possible for, say, something that is generally safe, but one slip up could be disastrous. Like, for example, the nuclear industry. Is there sort of anything you'd be able to say on how sort of industries like that with sometimes sort of low occurrence of risk, but high impact would be safer through augmented intelligence? Pour avoir un site bien conçu et bien référencé, il y a ceux qui galèrent bien. Et puis il y a les autres, ceux qui veulent créer eux-mêmes leur site facilement et ceux qui préfèrent ne rien faire. Pour eux, Yonos s'occupe de tout. Ce qui est sûr, c'est qu'avec Yonos, on peut toujours faire appel à son conseiller personnel, comme s'il était dans le bureau d'à côté. À choisir, vous préférez quoi Un tuto ou un conseiller que vous finirez par tutoyer À bientôt sur Yonos, ionos.fr slash podcast. Bonne écoute Yeah, of course, because as we will be able to to run different scenario, we will be able to do a more efficient risk assessment. And again, today, what we are doing in a highly regulated business like uh, life science, nuclear or transportation, we are over-specifying and sometimes that translates to higher cost and some delays, but is not completely efficient. And the complex simulations will allow to have a more trusty version of the system. I just want to add one point, and thank you, Robert, for uh, talking about scenarios, because you're right, it's at the core of augmented intelligence. And this is something I implicitly referred to when I was saying, with augmented intelligence tools and with scenarios, We can forecast things that never happened in the past. One of the big subjects, in particular in the nuclear industry, is you can prevent everything that happened in the past. That's great. But usually the big problem comes sometimes when something that never happened in the past is going to happen. And here you cannot just rely on data from the past because you will never learn from that what is going to happen that never happened in the past. However, using scenarios, and as uh, Robert was uh, mentioning, using stochastic approach, as we do in Cosmotech, uh, you can have a visibility even on extreme scenarios. Even if the probability is low, you can see that they are possible, and then you can make decisions about that. So that's all. The scenario thing is one of the big new steps that comes thanks to augmented intelligence. Well, we seem to be talking quite a lot about how augmented intelligence is going to be moving us forward from the limitations of day-to-day -day life. But what are some limitations within augmented intelligence that companies should be expecting before embracing it? I would say the main limitation, and this is something that we observe today with our customers, is that the big step you have to make and to take when you decide to use one of these software and augmented intelligence approach is that you have to be able as a decision maker to use the fact that in the models, in the software solution that you buy, you need to have 
part of it that is related to one of your silos, let's say in your company, and one other from another silo, and one other from a third silo. So you need to gather information to run the system, to run the, the, the software from different silos. And then it means that it's a change in the way some companies and big corporations work, because very often they are siloed. So the people in HR are not completely connected with the people managing assets and the people of finance, right? So the first limitation today is that the companies who use our products have to do one first step in breaking the silos. But once they do, there is a huge value behind. I will add also one point and uh, that in this uh, very hype uh, session for artificial intelligence and augmented intelligence, we need to make sure that uh, people will not reinvent the wheel. And I think that, uh, for instance, this is where I would like to point out the power of an innovation ecosystem. And this is a partnership we have with the Cosmo Tech, where Cosmo has developed a competencies for many years in the field of augmented intelligence. And it doesn't make sense for us to redevelop the same because now you have this type of uh, augmented intelligence. But we are very complementary because in our system, we know the engineering of the complex project and we are uh, working together with Cosmotech and the platform to define an intelligence engine that will be able to run the different scenario and that will help our customers to take decisions. So this is very important. And uh, and people doesn't have to invest in uh, augmented intelligence in a very chaotic way and to reinvent the wheel, but, but to concentrate on their competencies. It's a very important point that you raise, Robert. And I, I have to add one thing that is clear from what you say, but prefer to say it. Augmented intelligence leaves human at the core the business. And I think it's extremely important because, you know, a lot of fears and sometimes hope from people, you know, talking about artificial intelligence was to say, oh, this will replace people. We are talking about systems where at the end of the day, people are not and experts and, and doers and people knowing the business are not at all going to be replaced. They are going to be empowered because they bring their knowledge, their expertise, they have a tool, because we, what we do at Augmented Intelligence is always a tool. It's a tool that helps them to the best of their own intelligence and the intelligence of others. So that's the human is at the center of this revolution. Well, it seems that the only logical thing for a lot of people might be to embrace something that seems to have no actual hostility towards the human factor of things, but actually wants to help people out. As, as I said before, the only examples I can seem to bring up from augmented intelligence specifically land with the safety, the empowerment, and the efficiency of humans as the end goal. So it sounds like a great idea. And I also want to thank you guys for taking the time to chat today. But before we go, we've talked a lot about the highs and lows of augmented intelligence, mostly the highs and how great it can be for humanity. But what word of advice would you have for organizations looking to implement augmented intelligence into their businesses after listening to this podcast? My recommendation, and I'm sure Robert will, will have others, and <laughs> is, is to say the best to do it is to go step by step. The idea is not to say, okay, we are going to do augmented intelligence for all decisions on all the cases. 
the, this is an approach that can be done step by step. You can use first a tool to implement the augmented intelligence solution on a situation that is complex, but that not embrace all the company and then go step by step. This is part of the very good thing of, you know, coming from this approach. It's that it's modular. So you can start at a size that is easily handable and you can learn how to use the tool. And then the tool can be itself in a way augmented by new modules or taking in, in, into account new parts of your business and add it to the tool and creating more and more value all over the time. Robert, do you have anything you'd want to add? I completely agree with Michel and uh, it's important to um, precisely focus on the outcome we'll create for customers. And this is exactly what Michel mentioned. We first have to isolate uh, one big pain we daily have and use augmented intelligence to release this pain and then to another and then to another. And uh, processing this way will ensure a good adoption and a good engagement from the organization. Well, I can only agree with both of you. It seems like a very, very trusty advice to take on board. It's been great talking to both of you. I feel like I've learned a lot today and I hope the listener has as well on augmented intelligence. It seems like an excellent step forward to, again, augment the human mind as opposed to fully replace it. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Robert. Thank you both for coming on today to talk about augmented intelligence and its role in business. Thank you to the listener for listening. Robert, Michelle, is there anything else you'd want to maybe plug or say in terms of your businesses or anything else? Oh, I think we, we covered a lot. And I just want to thank you for inviting inviting me and inviting us to share this uh, new way of looking at making decisions in a very complex environment. I strongly believe that complexity is the next big, big thing humanity will have to go through and to pass. And I hope that, you know, augmented intelligence, the tools we develop will be one of the key tools for uh, succeeding in this way. I agree, and I, I'm convinced that uh, the future uh, digital engineering services will involve tools and platforms such as augmented intelligence to deliver better project efficiency for the customers. Fully agree. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking to both of you about this today. Thank you to the listener for listening, and for more podcasts like this, head to em360tech.com. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Robert. And I will see you on the next one. Pour avoir un site bien conçu et bien référencé, il y a ceux qui galèrent bien. Et puis, il y a les autres, ceux qui veulent créer eux-mêmes leur site facilement et ceux qui préfèrent ne rien faire. Pour eux, Yonos s'occupe de tout. Ce qui est sûr, c'est qu'avec Yonos, on peut toujours faire appel à son conseiller personnel, comme s'il était dans le bureau d'à côté. À choisir, vous préférez quoi Un tuto ou un conseiller que vous finirez par tutoyer À bientôt sur Yonos ionos.fr slash podcast. Bonne écoute.